everybody, and welcome back to You Can't Win. This is Tom here, and I'm joined by Don, as usual, as well as returning third mic, Agile Tablet. Today, we are going to be talking about some content, some TV shows and such that we've been watching. Yeah, and just kind of uh, chat a bit about that. Yeah, so welcome back on Agile Tablet. <laughs> yeah, long time no talk, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's been forever. Yeah, but thank you for having me on, and I hope people are not getting uh, really sick of me. <laughs> oh, no. Come on. Oh, the people love you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so you wanted to come on again to tell us that Koreans have TV now? <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know if you have been able to stay away from the Squid Game uh, discourse. Uh, I tried um, until we started watching it. I uh, I think the, the first person who I heard about it from said, watch it without knowing anything about it. And I had, I, that was the first thing I had heard about it. So I tried to stay away from anything. I didn't, I didn't want to know anything about it. And then we started watching it and it's pretty good. Tom said uh, when we were eating dinner today, he mentioned that it's like on track to be the most watched netflix show of all time oh really yeah um so i don't know if that's true or not but uh pretty significant for a non-english uh piece of media to to take that role Mm -hmm. um it's not i mean it's fine but it's not like mind-blowing or anything i you know i like i i remember the thing that actually stood out to me after the first episode was that I didn't think about it again until we watched the second episode. (laughs) Like I was Mm -hmm. like, Oh, that's unusual. Usually after a show, I'll kind of be digesting it for the next day. And no, it was just like totally out of my mind. It's similar to a lot of other Korean media where it's like very, it looks great. Like they, it, it looks expensive. Like it looks like it's well-funded, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and the performances are a little bit like slapsticky sometimes, which is a funny sure. combination with like, you know, uh, like serious high stakes violence and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's, it, like I said, it's, it's, you know, I, I don't know how, uh, how profound any of the messaging is about it, but, uh, or from it, I should say, but, uh, it's enjoyable. And, uh, Tom, I was curious, do you have a, do you have like a one to 10 rating so far? We're, we're like, uh, two thirds of the way through the show Mm -hmm. at this point, just so you know. Yeah. Um, I think if you take it for what it is, it, it is pretty much like a nine or a 10. It's just a very watchable, fun show. Um, I think if you're hoping for anything other than kind of just that, that, it, that it's just not there. So it, it's uh, like I had, uh, you know, you were talking about how we started watching it and to go in without knowing anything about it. Mm-hmm. I hadn't heard of it or anything. I think you just sort of mentioned it or mm-hmm. I saw it on the Netflix screen. I was like, what is this squid game? And then you said, oh, yeah, that's good. And we just started watching it. So I didn't even know it was like a big kind of meme type thing. Uh, yeah. until later i, I kind of like recognized certain things like oh i've seen people post this before and yeah you recognized when they showed the, the card yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the shapes on it you were like oh yeah i've been seeing that around 
Yeah. So, and then I thought it was like, okay, this is like uh, popular the same way like that chess show was popular and stuff. Like, you know, things that people all watch for like a week or two and it's like a big thing and then it goes away. This feels a little different now based on, I don't know, it seems like a ton of people from all over the world are watching it and enjoying it. So that's kind of cool. But yeah, I mean, I don't think it's uh, necessarily uh, the quality of it. It's just um, that I think it's very accessible. Like it's very like, you know, it's almost based around child's games and yeah. it has almost like a reality competition show aspect to it. Like it, it, it is able to do like a drama with like the sci-fi dystopian stuff mixed with like reality TV um, contest drama. And mm-hmm. it works pretty well. And the characters are all um, fairly one dimensional, but yeah. still sort of endearing yeah that's uh, that's the thing like the the most recent episode that we watched really got my heartstrings um but i the marbles one for people who yeah (laughs) but i could also see at the same time how cynically like constructed it was um but it works on me even even if i can see it it still works on me (laughs) but uh but i can just be you know i'm just like oh okay this is what they're doing now. Uh, and it's, it's nothing new, you know, it's just sure. like, a, like very kind of like cheap, easy ways to make characters very sympathetic that just like works very quickly. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not like fantastic character development or anything, but it's just like, Oh, can you believe the situations that have made people behave this way to one another and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Yeah, I've only experienced it through, like, basically third tier of that experience of, like, oh yeah, all the memes of, like, uh, people saying that it's, like, anti-capitalist or something like that, that kind of oh, stuff, God. you know? Anything with... <laughs> Anything that points out that money can be bad is somehow anti-capitalist now. I know. So but ridiculous. I think, yeah. I feel like a lot of that is just, uh, like, perfunctory kind of stuff. Like, you just say it. It doesn't really matter if it's true really too much, whatever you just kind of say. People just say it and move on. And it's kind of like, I <laughs> yeah, think that's it's, true. yeah, I don't think, I don't think that like, there's lots of people, I'm sure there's going to be essays that, or there probably already are a bunch of essays coming out about like why it's, you know, about capitalism. But I think that happens with everything now with like Parasite and everything. So, yeah, and, I don't know. Uh, that's just a, a especially yeah. silly thing to say about Korean media. Like well, if, if there's anti-capitalist yeah. stuff coming from somewhere, it's probably not Korea. Well, I, I, yeah, I don't, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. But like, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it's it's also funny. Be, I I find that this is this is sort of a broader point, but like I feel like uh, a lot of like are these conversations that happen now online about like all this different media and stuff. A lot of the journalists I follow have the same take on something, but they all post it, even though. They know that the other ones are posting. You know what I mean? Like, like there's probably in response to different like uh, uh, memes about this show and stuff, just like hundreds of posts that are basically the same that like people all posted, but like they they know that the other people posted because they're the same t- timeline, right? Like it's all the same journalists and stuff. So 
They know that the other people did it. And that's like the only people they follow too. You know? uh, yeah. It's not exactly. like it's getting lost in the sauce or something. Sure. So I think that that's what it is. I think there is this like instinct. And you used to see that all the time on like liberal and conservative Twitter, obviously, right? Where everyone just kind of each little micro celebrity has to stand up and say the same thing kind of thing about uh-huh. each thing. So I feel like uh, the left is like that now too. And that, that is, that is a, uh, I don't know. That's like a dark age thing. That's like you got to step away from the computer at that point kind of thing or something. Because like, <laughs> I don't know. You're just going to, you just see people that you respect just making the same joke. And you're like, okay, well, I don't Aww. know. <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, so I don't know. The Squid Game stuff, that's all I've, uh, I only see the kind of like, uh, you know, the back and forth about that kind of stuff. Like all that's, the, I, I haven't seen yeah. any of that. I mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just because of who we follow or something like that, but yeah. like I haven't even tried really to stay away from it. It's just not on my feed, sure. so I don't and know. The, yeah, and the other thing I've seen, I guess, is that like, I guess Netflix has like heavily been promoting it through like word of mouth kind of stuff. Oh yeah, like uh, promoting influencers to talk about it and stuff. Mm. And yeah, not surprising. Not not us, but yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So, was there anything else that you wanted to bring up about the show? Or? Um, I, I wanted to mention that one of the characters is a North Korean character. So, that might be of interest to all the commie scum that listen to this. <laughs> oh, really? Is yeah, it, but, yeah. She, but, but she, she's a defector, though. Okay. Yeah, she's a defector, but not like... Um, Ideologically. Not, yeah, like she's not someone who's like... Uh, political or, or like ideological in that sense uh she's just like a a pickpocket i guess is her deal yeah i don't want to spoil things too much so i'm trying to stay away from that but sure I, it was sort of interesting just to see the way that that was portrayed and um just to kind of get a glimpse into those dynamics i guess a little bit like obviously it's not it's not like a real you know you're not getting a, a sense of like the reality or whatever but it's just interesting to see in in their media like okay this is a north korean character how do how do they show people treating them what are the, the kind yeah. of like stereotypes and all yeah that, kind of that, stuff? that was interesting to me because most of what i know about that is uh like f- like family stuff like how families were torn apart by where borders ended up being and uh just having like moved around during conflicts and then all of a sudden you know you know, uh, the father can't see his his son for, you know, decades or something like that. So that's most like, I know that in, um, in South Korea, there is uh, a very strong desire to unite, obviously. But uh, it was interesting in the show, because and I hope this is not a spoiler, but the the North Korean character is trying to get her family members together and uh, apparently like she talks to someone who is uh, like I guess like a kind of like a coyote uh, like in the American Southwest like someone who is there to maybe get your family you know across the border for a very high price and probably just scam you and leave you high and dry yeah. Um, so that was interesting because I have not seen that side of things before. I, I haven't seen like that presented. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that, you know, I, I'm assuming that means that's like a known 
phenomenon, right? That that sure. like you know if they put it in like a popular show like that, that uh, that that does happen, which is not shocking. Um, but that was the first time I had uh, seen that, so that was interesting. Hmm. Um, there's also a Pakistani character, which is mm-hmm. very unusual. I don't know if I've ever seen any Korean media with uh, South Asians in it or really like anyone other than Koreans. I'm sure that exists, but um, yeah. So that, that's interesting too. Like he speaks Mm -hmm. Korean, um, not totally fluently, but he speaks Korean. Well, apparently the actor is uh fluent in Korean completely, but the character is written to be like, so he speaks very simple and somewhat like formal, like textbook kind of Korean. You know, like, so and he like, doesn't always know every word that they're saying, and he has to ask, like, "Oh, what's that?" Right. Hmm. And then he slips into Urdu in certain scenes and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. That's cool. I don't know. Like, does does Korea have like foreign populations kind of thing? Like, I know. I mean, like, you know, like, like, does it have like? Uh, like not very enclaves. Not. I wouldn't think. Not. So, but, not yeah. very much. Um. Obviously, as they have gotten more uh, prosperous economically, that has the the desire of people, um, specifically like from Asia. That's what I usually see: other Asian people trying to emigrate and work in uh, in South Korea. But they usually don't seem to be doing that well. Um, you know, I mean, this is like in its infancy that that phenomenon sure. so um i i know that the that generally attitudes are not great from uh from koreans toward foreigners um but i don't know if that's like i don't know how much of that is actually like open hostility rather than just like you know they're not accustomed to having people sure. emigrate to the country <laughs> and mm-hmm. they have been ethnically homogeneous for a long time, I guess, ex- except for like some Chinese and very few Japanese. So, sure. Yeah. But mm-hmm. there's like Uzbeks. I know there's a lot of Uzbeks there. And of course that goes in the other direction too. There was a big chunk of Koreans who got tossed into Uzbekistan um, a few decades ago. So there's like a trade going on there. Hmm. I didn't know that at all. I yeah. know there's a, a Turkish minority that lives in Korea, too. Oh, yeah? I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, South Korea and Turkey have this, like, cute little fraternal thing. <laughs> they, like, really love each other, and they uh, helped each other out during World War II, and it's been, like, a thing ever since. Oh. Yeah. When I was, um, you know, I was taking Turkish classes, there was a number of Koreans in there. Really? And, hmm. and th- their reasoning was just they want to learn Turkish because they, like, turks or turkey and stuff <laughs> that's cool yeah i know i heard japan is like that too some of yeah. that the other day but like, yeah. yeah there's also like the uh, apocryphal um hypothesis that they're ethnically and probably like like linguistically related like maybe that's where japanese came from and stuff like that oh, yeah. great turin <laughs> yeah. theory yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah it's that style of thing yeah exactly but still, mm. it's it's kind of charming in that in its in its way, you know. Sure. Hmm. So yeah, um, thumbs thumbs up on Squid uh, Squid Game. I'd so say. far, maybe we'll hate it once we finish it. Yeah, that's true. Maybe. 
Probably not. The, there is funny stuff in there, like one of the bad guy characters will speak English occasionally to his boss, who's like always off screen, and uh, it's just funny. I don't know <laughs> the way that they like have him speak like super villain business guy, you know, American English. It's it's just kind of off sounding. It, it reminds me of like um, like Metal Gear Solid or some video game dialogue. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a little bit <laughs> like you get what they're going for and it accomplishes that but it's like not quite right Mm -hmm. i always like that stuff i I mean i'm sure koreans and everybody else is used to americans doing that with with uh you know with our movies and stuff so it's just funny to see it and the flip side for sure it's also like um that's the english that koreans learn now that's you know american english so Mm -hmm. um the accent, I think, has has changed a little bit um, over a few years. Like, hmm. I, like the English that Koreans learn now is not the same thing that like I grew up with my friends' parents or something like that. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah, it sounds different. Hmm. Um. Okay. So, do you want to move on to one of my movies, or are you guys? Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. So, I thought I'd do this one first because uh, I think Ed Buck might have talked about it when he was on. Um, and uh, a little bit, but I finally saw it was that the green Knight? That oh, movie? Right. Okay. oh yeah. And, um, so have either of you seen this or no? No, mm, I haven't. No. So, uh, it's like, uh, Arthurian legend kind of thing. Yeah. I, I've read Sir uh, yeah. Gawain and the green Knight, so I kind of wanted to see it, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. It, it was okay. I liked it. Like it was like good. I ended up giving it like three stars, I think, or something like that kind of thing. I was just like, it's fine. It's good. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I am baffled that it uh, was considered like, you know, one of the best movies of the year and all that kind of stuff. Like really, like really, uh, you know, people seem to be going really overboard about how much it's blowing their minds and stuff like that. Yeah. Now, maybe, it, maybe I didn't get it or something. I don't think so. But like it just, uh, it was fine for me. But like... Uh, I don't know. It it was almost like a like a defanged, uh, um, what's that guy's name that does the did Antichrist and all that kind of thing or something like that kind of. Oh, Von Trier. Um, it's it it like it's like you know how like Von Trier kind of has like that fairy tale element to it yeah. or something, and then yeah. and then that that certain look of everything of like the forest and all that kind of stuff, and you know <laughs> things like and like dark things everywhere. But the the, the thing is that this was made for like. I, someone told me it was made for only fifteen million dollars, which is not a lot for yeah a movie like this with all that kind of uh, CGI kind of stuff and all that in it and stuff. So, but the problem is that like because of that, it also looked to me terrible. Oh, it, it was all like dark and it has the orange and teal thing that all movies do. Oh now. man, like, you know, what a bummer! Yeah, you were talking it, about that yeah. the other day, Tabs. The yeah, sepia, I yeah, was. Filters. Yeah, and. Uh, and there's like a CGI fox in it that is kind of like a, you know, a secondary character kind of thing. And like, uh, it looks so bad because it, <laughs> every everything around it had to look bad to make it so that the fox looked okay. So it looked oh. okay kind of thing. But if you just focus on the fox, you're like, this just looks like junk to me. I don't know. Was and, it uh, like yeah. endearingly so? Like, a, like, oh, that could look like stop motion or something like that? Um. It was okay. I, again, I, I like I enjoyed it. I just that 
I don't know. I whenever people go overboard and saying that it's like the best thing they've ever seen and all sure. that kind of stuff is like I start to go like okay, I I feel alienated from humanity. <laughs> but like yeah, I don't know, like uh, but like uh, it was okay. I mean, it's it's a uh, it's interesting. Like uh, it, it you know it's a very simple tale kind of thing that the way it's structured and everything and like you just kind of goes around and then you know there's sort of elements at the end that I guess make it all like you know is i'm not going to spoil it but it's kind of like uh you know like christopher nolan-esque or something kind of really? thing. it's like well there's like it it uh it by it bends the timeline and different things like that in different ways and and uh um and that was fine but i i can again if i was in my 20s and i saw this like early 20s or something i'd probably be like dude or something like that kind of thing <laughs> but like i don't know it to me it was like uh it was fine it was just uh yeah i don't know it, it's also i think it's one of those a24 movies which they did really oh really was it them. yeah that's why people were going crazy because yeah they yeah signed some deal with them at some point or something <laughs> where they have to do this with every movie they put out yeah i i was gonna kind of i don't know i wanted to ask why do people flip out over media so consistently so frequently when i feel like the more media you consume and especially the more jaded toward media you get the less likely that it is to actually have any effect on you at all like people are able to watch you know very upsetting or very violent things while just like sitting there on their phone like halfway paying attention and being like oh yeah i watched that Mm -hmm. so how does that like i don't know it seems like those are at odds with one another like the fact that you're just like sitting there like slavering over it and then raving about it online how affected could you possibly have been if you're just sitting there like consuming tons of media i get what you mean yeah i get what you mean you're like have you ever seen Wally? People I did. Yeah, the, I saw the, Wally. The big Wally people just sitting no. there watching. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were saying that there were like people who were like really, no. really into no, Wally, no, no. like as a social no. commentary. I was like, no, I did not know that. <laughs> no, I know what you mean, though. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I again, I think it's one of those things where I used to probably be like that when I was younger. I, I find that when I look at reviews for movies that I saw when I was uh, younger that to me are just like they were like the best movies of all time kind of thing or something like that. Like people that say that Boogie Nights was not that great or something like that and stuff. And I'm like, Boogie Nights, that's like one of the best movies. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. just I think that you it's a certain thing where you're like if you're younger and it's like your first films and all this kind of stuff. Sure. Uh, yeah, there, like, that's oh, true. Yeah. There is that, too. Yeah. But aren't but, aren't a lot of yeah. the critics like not of that age group anymore anyway? Well, I don't I don't mean like critics as much as like people that I know. Yeah, and yeah. Stuff I like I that, realize I like, misspoke. Sure. Uh, yeah. Media media, I don't know what to call the precarious media Goblins. employees. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How about that? Sure. Um. Yeah, but I mean, I, I I still like. I think it's I think it's a good movie to watch. Like I think it's fine, but like. Mm. Uh, um yeah there's a lot of stuff in it that you just i was like okay well whatever kind of thing i don't know yeah uh did you so. ever read sir gawain in the green knight are you familiar no. like oh no. okay okay that I that was that's about it 
I, that's what I was curious about. I was like, how is this going to compare to what I have in my mind already? Is it going to yeah. cheapen it or honor it or what, you know? Just well, curious. I got, I got one little tidbit for you. They call it the green Knight. I think, uh, different color would have been more appropriate for the, the title Louise. just to kind of oh, <laughs> ease you into it it's pretty shocking <laughs> okay. Fair enough. um yeah so uh um do you want to do another one of yours or sure uh, actually i want to talk about the color filter thingy that we oh sure touched yes. on that seems to be like ubiquitous now and uh i think that a lot of that is done so that people can um it's like it's often like one two color sort of you know like in in a very like extreme kind of thing and it makes it uh feel cinematography e you know what i mean yeah (laughs) sure like um like ed buck was talking about this when we had him on about cinematography and how people talk about that and they don't really know what they're saying i guess but sure um yeah that seems like it's uh i'm always looking for this now like stuff that will be cut into gifs and made viral and screenshots and stuff yeah i'm not sure how like uh conscious that kind of stuff is but it sure seems that way it really seems like they are making a lot of decisions because they know it will look better on instagram or it'll look better in like a tiktok or something yeah i think that uh I don't know. I, I I I remember it from like Transformers. That was the first time that I really noticed this kind of stuff. Like that where uh, that when the Transformers movie came out, it was exactly like that kind of stuff. Like it was just all orange and green. Mm. It looked very charring because most stuff before that didn't look like that mm. kind of thing. There was like color grading, like where it was it was. Uh, you did have like dark and green kind of stuff uh, in movies like. Uh, uh, in blue saving private ryan had that mm-hmm. kind of yeah. thing for, and and you had so it, like that was like around like films did that but it wasn't ever like just uh like cartoony kind of thing until around i don't know like 2005 or so maybe a bit before hmm. that and then and then it just uh it seems like everything went like overboard on that and then i think maybe they pulled it back a bit maybe and then uh so maybe it looked a little bit of out of time or out of place or something like that. Like, I'm not sure, but yeah. Maybe that's one of the only reasons that people really flipped out over Midsummer because it didn't look like that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think yeah. so. Yeah. I just realized yeah. that. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. That's another one where it's like, it, it seemed okay, but I don't know. People. Uh, yeah, it was fine. It was yeah. okay. Yeah. Was, yeah. I don't know. Not something I'd watch again. It's not like, I sure. don't know. Didn't get a lot out of it. I think a lot of the people kind of projecting their own sort of, oh, this is some big statement movie kind of thing. Sure, I think sure. that's, that's coming from the viewers. Not, yeah. I don't think it's really in the movie, but it it looked cool. It had a like cool look to it and stuff. Someone sent me my review that I I, I completely forgot, like Eternal Sunshine kind of thing. Just like just <laughs> my old stuff, but like uh, it said, uh, this movie looks like if. Uh, you tried to get Rod Rayer to explain what feminism was. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that goes back to the same-ish take machine that you were talking about earlier. Sure. It's like, yeah. 
everybody has to be like, this is feminist, this is feminist, sure. this is yeah. woke, this is the other thing. Yeah, it's just yeah. kind of mm-hmm. obligatory at this point. Sure. Well, so another show that we've been watching, more uh, more tabs than I, I watched like two episodes, I think, and then I kind of tapped out on it, but mm-hmm. um, Midnight Mass. Yeah, I did uh, watch all of that one. Um, the The reason I even watched it at all uh the guy who made it has made a couple of other shows that i think people you know it just those other shows that everybody watches the uh man i i'm not gonna they're very like nondescript names like haunting of a mansion or something like that (laughs) i'm sorry that i don't remember the names i didn't watch them this is the first one of his that i've watched um but other people have reason to be familiar with his work, is the point. Um, Mike Flanagan is the name. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, the reason I watched it is because um, my <laughs> my dad messaged me and was like, um, have you heard of this? Would you be interested in it? Because it's, like, religious. And I think this oh, is yeah. Yeah. His, his, like, overture of being like i don't know he he generally is not he's he's pretty uh pretty agnostic and secular and uh so he he usually kind of turns off a little bit if we talk about religion (laughs) religious stuff so i think this was his like he was wondering if we would enjoy it um or if it would just be like you know, would you find it disrespectful or something like that? So, um, I was, I had very low expectations for it in that regard because usually, um, religious stuff in horror is just pretext for horror. It's not, it has nothing to do with the content of the religion really, you know? Sure. Um, and it's just like, yeah, you know, exorcist or something like that. Um, so I didn't have high expectations there. Um, I think it actually treated uh, religion a little bit better than I um, than I expected. Uh, the The writing was, in general, for the show, was very stilted and weird, like very hmm. strange dialogue that did not feel natural at all and was not helped by most of the performances in it uh not a lot of great acting in that um Mm. so things just it was just very strange and kind of stilted but the religious stuff was actually some of the less weird and wooden stuff um it was actually kind of it could be interesting uh it seemed decently researched like not like just someone like cherry picking a line from the bible and being like look at how fucked up that sounds or something you know yeah um so that was kind of interesting i was you know pleased to see that um but yeah i was laughing about (laughs) talking about the performances it kind of starts with the focus on one main character and then it slowly shifts to have a different main character especially by the end but like by the second half basically but the first main guy the 
the very first scene with him is uh, is him in a car accident and he crashed into someone drunk and uh, killed them. And and mm. he's going and he goes, is she, is she, is she going to be okay? Like in that voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Tom immediately was like, oh no, he's going to talk in that like fake stuttery way this this whole time isn't he i was like how did you call it he like that was exactly his his delivery was exactly that for like the the thing where you're not good enough at acting to actually make your speech seem natural so you like pre-program what you imagine natural pauses would sound like into your the delivery of your of your lines yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah. it just sounds very uh premeditated sure so that in combined with in combination with trying to do a gritty kind of dark <laughs> voice, voice. well voice, no yeah. he was not he was definitely not that bad but it was just funny like I, I like. Why would you make that decision as an actor? It could know. be it the directing. So it could be over over directing. It could be. Like, eh, that's that's true. That's true. Uh, I I was not familiar enough with the performers to know to to be able to make that distinction. That is very true. Um, the only guy who I had seen before was the second main character, who's like the priest uh, character. Um, and he was actually very good. Uh, he did. Uh, I, I think it, his his lines and his performance in someone else's hands would have been really, 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 really hammy. Um, so, yeah, he was good. Uh, but I, I just wanted to mention, Tom, someone replied to one of your tweets about Midnight Mass saying that... Um, all the exposition was delivered via like long ruminations, like between characters where like one character would just like talk about themselves for a really long time uh, and, and deliver exposition that way. Um, Which in, in some of the situations seemed more natural, like two people on a couch talking, you know, that, that doesn't seem that crazy but one of them that made me laugh was was pretty funny where (laughs) in order to explain backstory and move the story along um the priest character does that with god in a confession (laughs) booth and he tells his own backstory to god (laughs) yeah yeah and i was just like uh i don't know i mean whole thing is you know god knows like that's... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. uh because you know it's one thing to um to 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 pray or to recount your sins for your own sake like to catalog something or whatever but this was just him telling the story of like well here's what happened and why i got the where, where i am right now hey big guy yeah, let yeah. me fill you in on the details it was i just like couldn't believe what i was watching i was laughing while while i was watching yeah. it um dude, like the record scratch that <laughs> yeah. you might be wondering <laughs> yeah <sure. laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um but uh I think the the big thing with that one is that it 
like a lot of other things that have been adapted for Netflix, it is uh, too slow and not in a not in an atmospheric, purposeful way. It seems like it could have been turned into a two, two and a half hour movie, or rather that's what it was, and then stretched out for seven episodes so mm-hmm. that there's... Um, there's there's quite a bit of uh, downtime sometimes. Yeah, that's um, why I bailed after the second episode. I was just like, there was 15 minutes of the plot moving forward and 45 minutes of people wandering around stuttering to each other. So <laughs> I got out of that one. Uh, yeah, there sure. there was a bit of fluff, wasn't there? Uh, yeah, just a little <laughs> bit. Uh, um, I guess the 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 thing is like the writer and the director that's one guy obviously like that's his his thing you know it's like his project and then his wife plays one of the characters mm-hmm. and i as soon as i learned that i just kind of got this feeling like oh this kind of explains a lot of this weirdness like it's a little bit like insular and like just a very strange vibe like it almost felt like a david lynch stuff you know when he like kind of does weird parodies of like suburban life or whatever that kind of thing yeah but like not intentionally right like that it just had that strange uncanny like this this yeah right kind of uh yeah feel to it yeah Mm -hmm. without that seeming like that's what he was going for right and it was like a horror thing so that like that I don't, I'm not super interested in that. So like that wasn't a, an appeal for me, but yeah, mm-hmm. it was for me. I like horror a lot. So, um, and I actually have been wanting to, to watch a little bit more of that recently. I guess the, the season is kind of rubbing off on yeah. me despite, yeah. despite my, my grinchy nature. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I kind of have been craving watching some, some like eighties horror flicks or something like that. I haven't seen almost any of them. I don't know. I've really? Never, I've never been like a horror person, really. Although, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I should probably watch them just because, you know, in any sort of thing, the top things of it are going to be really good, no matter. Oh, you know, yeah. I mean, like, you know, yeah. just kind of a thing. So I haven't yeah. seen a lot of the classics. I I don't know. I got into the, like more like B-movie type stuff. Sure. Um, oh, and I've, yeah. Yeah, I've seen a lot of that kind of stuff. That was just a thing that I don't know if that's still a thing that that young people are into, but like when I was in my like twenties and stuff, that was like everybody was just watching like horror B movies. Yeah, <laughs> if you're into film at all, that was like a a big thing that people were into. So, and sure. I I was part of that too. I realized I have seen a lot of them through Mystery Science Theater. Mm, <laughs> so mm. There you go. I I have seen a lot of them, but like. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that counts as a full watch. They actually, I think they took it off of uh, um, Letterbox. Like they, for some reason, like it, the Mystery Science Theater, you can't like, because it's a TV show, I guess maybe. So it's like, oh. you, can't, you can't rate the Mystery Science Theater uh, of a, a movie. You can, you only, can only rate, rate the movie them. itself. Yeah. So, okay. Um, and uh, so I haven't really been, anyways, but like, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah anyways but you can rate tv shows for netflix and stuff i don't know i don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna go protest but um <laughs> yeah um yeah so is that all for midnight mass 
Yeah, I, I give it a thumbs down, but I didn't okay. really watch very much of you it. You watch like one and a quarter episodes. Yeah, but if it's so bad that that's how much I get through it, I think I can give it a, a negative rating on on that basis, you know? I, I, I would have to evaluate it on a person-by-person basis. I don't think it's something that everybody would be interested in, but um, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, on the... You know, if if there's a fulcrum and we're balancing on watch or do not watch, I'm just on the do do watch side. So sure, yeah. All right, cool. Um, so I, I thought uh, one that I actually really liked a lot, um, and then I, I can re- I realize that I get sucked into movies sometimes too, where I just like I, any movie I watch, I really I get sucked into usually. But like uh, this one, I got like fully like mm-hmm. uh it was the card counter it was called um have you guys heard of this one at all it's with oscar no. isaac uh i think i've seen um seen that on a plex server but i haven't actually watched it or, or i okay. don't know anything about it is it is it new yeah it's a new release oh okay um, no i don't know anything about it so it's by paul schrader oh it's the schrader well. one okay yeah. okay i have seen and people talking about that but i didn't know what it was okay sorry yeah so i really liked it and uh i don't know any of the again i haven't really heard anything about this one like i mean you know as opposed to the other one like i didn't i don't know much about what people are saying but like uh um it's it's about like a basically guy with like ocd kind of thing but like he teaches himself how to master blackjack in prison mm-hmm. and uh so it's like uh it, it it sort of sets itself up as sort of like it's sort of like a cards movie kind of thing you think so it's called the card counters it's sort of like you know there are cards aspects to the movie kind of thing where he like <laughs> competes in tournaments and stuff like that but it doesn't ever like really show you much of that kind of thing mm. it just kind of just shows him like living his lifestyle of like grinding out games at small amounts and just doing that and you're not really even sure why kind of thing like you just mm. kind of He's just like doing this. And then, uh, um, and the thing where, uh, um, the, the twist kind of thing in it, which you learn, I mean, it's, it's early on that you learn this in the movie kind of thing is that like, uh, he was a prison guard in Iraq is, uh, sort of like the thing. So, and then he went to prison for like 10 years or something like that kind of thing, uh, related to it or eight years or something like that. And, uh, so, uh, there's like two through lines through the movie of them like you know one is the card game kind of stuff mm-hmm. and the other is like him and his haunted past and all this kind of stuff so mm-hmm. i i thought it, i thought it was great just because it was so simple and like the, the hmm. movie's very very straightforward very very simple that's nice um, it's silly in some ways like it's i can i can understand why a person would think it's corny and stupid like just like if they were told what was in it or like if they didn't get sucked in in a certain way because you kind of have to like really really want to care what's happening kind of thing or else you just it's it would it look kind of dumb but like mm. uh yeah and uh willem dafoe is in it as well um and he's good in it. he's only in it uh for a little bit here and there but like uh um yeah so i don't know i liked it i liked it because it, it was very strange because it was like uh you know there's like blackjack and poker in it and stuff and um it that feels like a very mid-2000s kind of thing you know like mm-hmm. it's very like yeah it's got that kind of feel to it of all that, you know, all those poker tournaments and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it, it doesn't like, uh, 
and that's like a lot of like just his day-to-day life kind of thing uh but it's it takes it in sort of like a psychotic weird direction and hmm. uh um so i liked it yeah so um cool yeah that sounds I, uh, good i want to watch that i liked it in a in a way because it really uh i don't know it, it brings back a lot of like memories of like that time in like the iraq war and all that kind of stuff that like when he was in the guy in it was in the army and stuff and like just uh like the total psychotic uh everything about the war was just psychotic kind of thing and stuff and so uh he it i don't know it really uh it it really uh I don't know. It brought up a lot of memories from of, of, as someone that like uh, was sort of like OCD following the war when it back then. I guess kind of mm-hmm. thing. So yeah. Hmm. Anyways. Yeah, that's that, cool. That sounds like maybe we'll give that a shot, huh? Yeah, let's mm-hmm. let's do it. Um, so uh, I I I try to give like movies two two ratings now. I give it like the out of five, but then I I also. I, I give it like the heart on Letterbox if I feel like it was a good use of my time on Earth. And, uh, <laughs> so I gave that one a good use of my time on Earth one. Green Knight I liked, but I did not give that. So Okay. <laughs> um, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Are there any um, that you've uh, done the inverse with? Um, so, uh, oh, oh, where I thought it was a good use of my time on Earth, but didn't like it? Yeah. Um, I don't think so. Not yet. No. Okay. I mean... Uh, yeah, it's not like too rigorous, but like, uh, um, yeah, I don't know. Another one that I mean, another one I saw just on this weekend was uh, the James Bond one that came out. Oh yeah, that, um, was that bad? It was okay. It was fine. I mean, I really like James Bond in general. Like, uh, oh okay. If you, if you're not like a fan of those movies, then you'll hate it. But like, uh, I thought it was okay just because. You know, I've seen the other ones and I liked them and stuff. So I didn't even it's, know there was a new one out. Did yeah. they change anything up? Is there a new actor or something? I was going to say, is it, the, this is the last Craig one, right? Yeah, this is the last one with Daniel Craig. Okay. And uh, they haven't they haven't picked the new one yet. Um, and uh, it, yeah, it's ninety nine percent of the movie is stuff that just has to be in every Bond movie. Mm-hmm. Like all of the you know him getting a nice watch, him getting a, <laughs> like getting like all the different cars and chase sequences and all that kind of stuff um i thought it was decently done like it just seemed like a fine movie but like uh um i i just didn't really care as much kind of thing like it just wasn't i don't know i didn't grab you well i guess because there's so much in it now that is just by the book kind of thing has to be there there's not much exciting on top of that kind of thing like there's Hmm. there's interesting parts and stuff but like uh a lot of the little like, I don't know, silly things in it that have to be in it are just kind of like, I don't know. I, it made me feel like I was just wading through different scenes hmm. until the next one, kind of thing, for parts of it. But it was there any uh, good? Was there any yeah. incisive anti-capitalist critique? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's yeah, there, it's funny they do have stuff like that in it, like always, like, uh, um, like. And, you know, a lot of it is all, all like, uh, you know, there's, like, a character and it is gay. There's a character that's, like, there's, like, a feminist kind of stuff going back and forth. Like, there's, like, he has a, like, part of the plot is that, like, um, he's been retired for five years or something like that. So, uh, 
um, there's been a new 007 brought in um, who's like a black woman. And it's kind of like, he's like, you know, you know, you know, people say 007 to her and he thinks it's saying it to them and stuff like that, you know, like just cheesy stuff like that. But like, it's funny because uh, a lot of people hate it because they're like, oh, it's like, you know, buffoonish masculinity and all this kind of stuff and like very sexist and stuff. But it's funny because the actual movie, they take they take a lot of pains to make him look like an idiot whenever he's sort of sexist or something <laughs> like that kind of thing. Like they're really, it's, it's one, it's more like in the file of like buffoonish husband kind of stuff, you know, like it's like that kind of thing of like, you know, it's sexist in the way like King of Queens might be sexist or something like that. You know, it's yeah. not like sexist in the way of like just. Like know, where it's, it's like tacit exception. Except, yeah. What, what word am I looking for? Acceptance acceptance there we go exception yeah sorry about that but yeah <laughs> yeah so i think i think a lot of it is like that it's like uh yeah everything everything that like is is lampooned kind of thing every like mm-hmm. and i know that like the basic part of it like the you know like the fundamental part of it is you know british super agent fights terrorism or something like that kind of stuff you know like but like uh I don't know. They're very careful, I think, to balance everything in a way that, like, no audience is going to watch it and be like, he's just a fascist guy or something like that kind of <laughs> thing. So, um, but yeah, so I don't know. I like it. I, I mean, I like it in, like, you know, in, in a certain way. I like it, like, just like, it's fine. Like, I, I'm glad that I saw it because I would watch, like, 10 more of these kind of thing in the same way. But, like, uh, um, I feel like anyone that is not, like, a big fan of the Daniel Craig Bonds would hate it kind of thing. So, I don't know. I still have never seen a single Daniel Craig Bond. Yeah, me neither. I haven't seen any James Bond since Goldeneye. Oh, really? Yeah. This is this is a mild spoiler, but like uh so in the movie they've got I mean, it, you know, how can you possibly spoil a movie like this honestly? But like, uh, <laughs> um uh there's like a one of the things in it is that there's like a tailored virus that is actually like it's a virus that's like nanobots or something like that. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't make any sense, but like, uh, it's a virus that's nanobots that, uh, they can like tailor to people's DNA. And like, mm-hmm. that's the whole premise of the movie is like, is it tailored to this person's DNA or not? And all that kind of stuff. And like, uh, very, very bizarre things happen with that. But like, uh, there's a certain sequence in the movie where they don't say it really out loud, but they kind of go back and forth and it shows like a potential, uh, attack kind of thing and it just shows european cities going red and then small little dots outside of europe kind of thing like and like i guess north american stuff and then later the scientist <laughs> says we could wipe out an entire race <laughs> and it's like it's like a virus that only attacks white people i guess is like the thing. oh i, and, I uh, thought that was uh, gonna be like jewish populations <laughs> no 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 yeah like uh, i think it was uh, i think it was supposed to be just uh, all of europe Okay. And uh, maybe, maybe it didn't, I don't know if it shows North America, but like, I think it was just like, just white people. That's really funny. And the uh, virus is perfectly programmed <laughs> to target the very scientific and biologically determined category of white. Yeah. So I think, I think, uh, I think that was in the movie, but they don't really say that, but I don't know. I thought that, that was a funny, like in- inclusion mm-hmm. into the plot of like, because if they had said that, like out loud or like made that more of the plot uh i think that would have been 
that probably would have made it get a lot of five star reviews yeah, or something. And it turns out like the new 007, the black lady is like a double agent. She's actually the villain. And, yeah. You know, turn it into like a whole white genocide movie. Yeah. So. I got a lot of ideas. Whoever writes and makes these things, hit me up. Yeah. Have you seen anything else? It seems like you've been on a on a kick. You've been seeing yeah. a lot of stuff. You saw Venom well, recently, right? Yeah. So okay. So the theater near me is like a three screen theater, and uh, it uh, has um, at least one kids movie every time I'm there. Um, usually two, like straight, <laughs> straight, just straightforward kids movie. I mean, like you know, like a cartoon, whatever, like. Aim, aim the G rating and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right? So the other one is like gonna be the big comic book one aimed at people in their twenties, kind of thing, or something uh-huh. like that, kind of thing, or like teens. That's the I'll go see any movie that comes out basically in that category because it's the only thing really to do in the town, anyways, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like to get out, kind of thing to do stuff. So I'll go see that. So. If a Marvel movie comes out or something like that, I'll go see that. Now, if a Marvel movie came out and, say, the card counter was in theaters or something like that, I'd go see the card counter. Right. But because of my situation, I kind of end up having to watch all this junk anyway. So I actually, I did see like four or five of these kind of movies over the summer because, you know, they finally reopened. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was like June or July or something like that, maybe even. So I saw Shang-Chi Oh wow! Um, Black Widow, Suicide Squad, and Venom Two, and uh, so I did see that Venom Two. That that was just, uh, yeah, it it was it was pretty bad. It was just uh, like the the premise of the movie. I don't know if you've seen any of this or whatever, but like Mm-mm. the premise is kind of like he's this uh, Spider Man looking like thing, but like it's like an alien symbiote that like mm-hmm. controls, tries to like control him. Uh, and uh, the main guy, and uh, uh, it like tries to pop out and eat people and stuff, and he <laughs> tries to like coax it into being good and stuff. But the result of it is that I, I, people really like it for some reason. But like to me, it feels like it feels like if you had like Jim Gaffigan stuck in your body, <laughs> 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 because what they do in the movie to like actually make it like uh, work is. You know, he'll, like, say something, and then they have this Venom character kind of like, uh, I think it's Ed Hardy is the is the main guy. Tom, Tom Hardy? Hardy? Sorry. Tom Hardy, oh. yeah. Um, Tom <laughs> Hardy. Uh, Tom Hardy will, like, say, like, we got to go to the store or something like that, and then Venom will be like, we could eat people there or something like that. Kind of <laughs> but, like, to me, I just hear it as, like, him using, like, Jim Gaffigan using, like, the voice of, like, we could eat people there or <laughs> <laughs> and uh i don't know i i really don't like uh yeah I, and um it did feel like uh yeah just having like a comedian stuck there like just telling him all these like evil stuff to do or and that's the problem is that like, you could tell it was almost as if they wrote like a straight script of what was going to happen and then they just let comedians write every line for them or something <laughs> kind of thing you know, like just like they just gave them the script as it was complete, completed, and then just let him, let some, uh, he, him or her writer kind of just uh, walk through the whole thing and just added 
their little, uh, you know, two cents about every scene or anything like that. So it was pretty bad. And uh, I don't know. I love yeah. your Gaffigan, though. <laughs> Very good. Okay. Um, so, I mean, yeah. you like mystery science theater where it's just people watching a movie and making fun of it, making little cracks and stuff. Sure. So isn't this kind of like they built in the mystery science theater into yeah. the movie a little bit? Yeah. My actual review on Letterboxd was uh, uh, the movie was trash, but I'm giving it two stars because I know what it's like to have a bad punch-up comedian stuck in your head ruining your life. <laughs> 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 so yeah um yeah so i mean it was a bad movie but i had to give it the extra star just because of uh sympathy sympathy so, yeah so, i don't know the, the shang chi one the, the shang chi were actually that i i think i might have said this too but i went there and uh i went to the theater and uh i said something like uh yes i would like one ticket for uh Shongchi or something like I said it in like the kind of weird Chinese way. Shongchi, Shongchi or something. Shongchi or something. Yeah, and like, and I felt like an idiot. So yeah, like zit face, fifteen year old just looking at you like what? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what happened. So and um, it was it was uh it was fun though that that movie that like the it was just like I don't know kind of kung fu kind of stuff whatever a little bit of that and uh i don't know it was interesting because it was like a lot of it was in china and like the first 20 minutes were in mandarin and stuff like that like it just very oh. a lot of it was in china at least and uh, is that meant to appeal to chinese audiences yeah and i i think i i heard someone say that it didn't appeal at all because <laughs> i wouldn't guess... be shocked yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah they try it, it all actually... the time and it fails like almost every single time yeah and uh but I actually thought it was it was pretty good. Um, they had uh, Tony Lung, I guess. I can't. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah I love him. <laughs> and Michelle Yeoh. Oh, and, she's great uh, too. Yeah. So they were both good in it, and uh, uh, Tony Lung was in it like a lot. Um, for you know, you would think maybe in like, you know, that he would just kind of phone it in for a few scenes or something like that mm. kind of thing. But he was actually in it for a fair amount, and uh, he was pretty good in it. And um, he was in a movie called 2046, which came out in yeah. 2004 or something. Yeah, like that. I remember that one. Um, I remember that that was playing in Shanghai while I was there. <laughs> uh, um, and uh, my friends and I went to go see a movie um, uh, in this particular district, whatever that was like, you know, kind of fancy and all that kind of stuff. And we went there. We ended up seeing Harry Potter instead of that. And uh, <laughs> one of the Harry Potter ones, which I, I had never seen a Harry Potter. I was like, I'll just go see it because whatever, right? We're just doing something. And I did it. And I just, I was like, this sucks so bad. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I probably would have really liked 246. So I, I haven't seen it yet. But that's that's why yeah. I just remember that always with that one. So anyways. Um, that's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a. Uh, uh, Shang Chi, whatever, is uh, very, uh, you know, there's like little bits of fighting. It. It, it's got the same kind of climax as every one of these movies, kind of thing, where it's like you have to fight the ultimate evil to stop it from destroying everything and all that kind of stuff. But like, uh, you know, the some of the stuff in between, uh, you know, that Aquafina girl, yeah, mm-hmm. she's in it, and she was not annoying in the movie. So mm, that's good. That's I feel like that's an achievement for her. That's like a I don't know. So, was she using um, her infamous 
Blaxent or no, no, she's calmed down a lot. I think I don't know. So yeah, um, I was I was I was kind of dreading that, but like yeah, so um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I also saw Black Widow. That was supposed yeah. to be pretty bad, wasn't it? Yeah, again, it's one of those things. If I'm in a movie theater, I'm gonna like it no matter what. Really, like I'm just gonna, I'm gonna enjoy it. But like, uh, um, I don't know. There's like stuff about like weird stuff about like the Soviet Union in it and stuff, and like very, I don't know. I was kind of happy. This this is this might sound very sexist, but I'm kind of cheering for ScarJo because uh, um, she's like in she's on later half of her 30s now, and she was given like a starring role in, mm-hmm. in this kind of thing. As like a, you know, you know, like a leading lady kind of thing or whatever. And uh, um, I thought that, you know, originally I thought maybe they just wouldn't give her the movie kind of thing or something. Or they would yeah. just shelve it or something. Yeah. Because, uh, um, but it, there, it's funny because Florence Pugh is in it, you know, the, the yeah. girl. That's a strange I, casting choice. I realize, yeah. And she uses Slav face in the movie. So that's kind of offending to me. What is like Slav a, face? She uses like a thick Russian accent in the movie. Oh, the accent, the movie Russian yeah. accent. Yeah, so. man, that's not. I, yeah, <laughs> and uh, so it's bad. She's got yeah. So uh, I realized that they they hired her in the movies, so she would be like the hot young one. Hmm. Uh, and instead of because uh, ScarJo is getting up in years, um, so um, and then there's lots of like I don't know very. Uh, strange like i don't know it's just it's, it's very silly but i still had fun i don't know lots of lots of really junk in it but like uh <laughs> i don't know whatever so <laughs> <laughs> so see that's that's the kind of movie that's why i have the other thing of like good to like you know enjoyed it that's fine but like i also have to have a rating for should i have done that <laughs> that's, that, that's the kind of movie where i'll give it like three and a half stars because i'm like oh yeah i had fun and then i'll be like yeah but you know you should have been like working or something so. <laughs> right it's it's like fast food or something it's like you enjoy yeah. it but it's not you know that's not what you should be eating sure yeah yeah i don't know so. there's there's stuff that like I, I get that as a concept, but I don't even think I would enjoy those type of movies as as yeah. junk food. That's the thing. Yeah. Well, it, it might be like just part of my situation kind of thing where I'm like, mm-hmm. I've got this like I'm sort of in a semi rural area and I don't yeah. drive or anything like that. So it's like I'll just go see a movie once in a while. Everything is still. It's not locked down, but like it's like it feels locked down still. You know, I don't yeah. know. It's like there, but like it's not actually locked down, but it's like you know you go to a restaurant and it's like you know you still everyone wearing like a lot of like masks to wear down you know like and mm-hmm. you have to break down your name and like i don't know all this kind of stuff so when they when i actually went i go to the movies now they they have like a little table where you have to show that you're vaccinated oh wow and they like write down your name so that they can call you if there's like a spread or whatever and, and wow you, you go up and you give them a little token that says you've been vaccinated and stuff and like just i don't know very little stuff like that doesn't make me want to like travel and like go do things kind of thing you know yeah so, sure I can uh, especially that. especially when i see like outbreaks other places and stuff like that kind of thing you know like it's still like in the states it seems pretty bad in a lot of places so i don't know i don't want to like you know visit you guys and then you guys are like oh is he 
you know, visiting all these people that we don't know and all this kind of stuff, whatever, you know, and then uh, <laughs> tracking back uh, dangerous Wuhan to us or something. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is weird to have not had visitors for such a long time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I miss... I miss being able to do that. <laughs> yeah. I Plus, also just feel yeah. like a jerk, like like sure. being like, no, I don't want to, like, it's not that I don't want to have guests, you know? It's not that I don't want to see people, but that's, I think, how it comes across sometimes. No, yeah, I, I get it, though, for sure. Like, that's why I'm not doing much right now. Like, I, I, I was even thinking of, like, just going to Montreal for a few days or something like that, too, like, just to, just to get out kind of thing and, and go do something, but, like, mm-hmm. uh you look at the price. I wouldn't really want to stay at someone's house and like, I don't really trust Airbnb anymore kind of thing. Like I just mm. heard too many bad things from them and they seem really weird. And, um, so I look at the prices and hotels kind of have like a floor really of like the price, you know, like of like a, a place that you would want to stay, uh, you know, still might be like 200 Canadian a night or something like that. Oh, wow. Really? So, even at so just it, like motels yeah. and stuff like that. Well, not, not at like motels or something, but I, I can't, because I had bed bugs once, I like, I can't like uh, rationalize to myself sleeping in just like a flop house kind of thing or something. You know no, I mean? like, no, I, just... I, I just, I don't mean like a like a seedy sure. motel, just no. just like Hampton Inn or something like that. No, 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 yeah, that that would be probably about like 150 a month or uh, sorry a day or something like that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I don't know. I just it's one of those things where I, I earn so little really at the end of the day that it's like. Uh, you don't want to like blow a huge amounts of money just to like be in another city for two days kind of thing where it's like, yeah, I guess so. You know? So anyway, so that's why, uh, in that situation, black widow looks like a thrilling right. adventure. Right. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And, uh, but you know, it's not that bad. So <laughs> are you, yeah. are you going to see the Eternals? So I don't I don't want to, but I, I might end up seeing it because uh, part of the, the problem is that like even bigger theaters aren't really carrying much of the other movies for some reason. Yeah, I think it's because in Canada there's like some I, I have this like theory that it's like there's like a threshold where it like becomes viable or something for them to even like buy the rights to it or something kind of thing or something. I know it's per screen probably how they pay, but like if you look at like uh screens in like the toronto and and uh the suburban kind of areas to the west of me like uh um it's almost like 90 percent of the screens are just the biggest two movies kind of thing like they only mm-hmm. have like one or two so it's just basically like i can't watch anything except for the big ones now just because of how it was working mm-hmm. um because of how screwed the theaters are right now so yeah mm-hmm. whatever yeah. <laughs> uh, it is helpful to be like i rented that uh what do you call it one on my tv um uh the card counter so oh, okay stuff like that like i it, there's ways around it kind of thing now better than they used to be but even then in canada it's a very strange situation with that kind of stuff because like we don't have hbo max in canada so a lot of these movies are coming like all of the sony ones and warner brothers i think have been coming out on hbo max oh is that so yeah, and it's like simul like say like the Sopranos one, but because uh, in Canada they just have a theater window still, so it's like ninety day theater window, so we don't even get it be able to rent it until ninety days. Sure. So 
which which makes it kind of a strange thing because there's no there might be like one or two screens in Toronto that are playing it, but not anywhere out here, obviously. So it's like, anyways, it's just a it it, it very limits what we can watch and stuff. So yeah, mm. yeah. Anyways, that's my. Uh, um, oh, I guess the last one was the Suicide Squad. I don't really I, at this point. I don't have much to add with that kind of stuff. <laughs> I don't know. It it was okay. I think. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I can't even, I have to look it up because I honestly don't even remember what I said about it when I, uh, I, I took notes for myself for, for today for us to go over and, uh, I didn't even put like a note beside it. So, okay, wait, Suicide Squad? No, no, no. The Suicide Squad. Sorry. There's two movies now. Um, yes, that's true. Okay. I gave it three stars. Okay. I, I'm just going to read my review because this is, this okay. is a, this is basically what I would say anyways. Um, back in the day, Fox used to play rerun movies on Sunday afternoon, and it would be fun to watch Gene Hackman cause a little mayhem or whatever. Or you'd rent three movies for the weekend and watch two good ones on Saturday, and then maybe some junk left for Sunday, because if you missed it, you wouldn't care. Anyway, I was glad to watch this on a Sunday afternoon, just slurping down my fountain diet Pepsi and smiling. So. <laughs> that's All right. So that's, apparently, I had no thoughts about the actual movie other than that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. anyways okay. tom do you even do you remember what the last thing we saw in theaters was i don't i'm just wondering um midsummer was it <laughs> i remember Maybe. that Man. i don't think we've gone since covid no we mm-hmm. haven't dang been a while Mm-hmm. Yeah, if that wasn't the the last one, that was definitely one of the last ones, I think. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just curious. Sorry. No. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. Do you want to just wrap it there for today, or do you have any other content that you want to work through? Or <laughs> I'm I'm good. Yeah, that's that's about it for uh, for me as far as content stuff. Sure. Um, but yeah, okay. So some good things, some bad things. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yep. All anti-capitalist. <laughs> <laughs> of course, naturally. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for coming on again, Tabs. That was fun. <laughs> sure. Thanks for having me. Sure. Um, all three of us were tired, but I think that we uh, <laughs> conjured up enough excitement about... Uh, um, Shang-Chi to uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> to uh, to uh, get through it. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you. Tabs and I are fighting through a food coma over here, but I think yeah, I made it too big of a dinner. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, if you like this episode and you'd like a second episode every week, you can subscribe to our Patreon and you'll get that as well as access to our Discord where you can chat with us in our lovely community. If you want to send us anonymous questions that we will answer at the end of the public episodes, you can do that by going to the Twitter account at YouCan'tPod, and you'll find a link to the Curious Cat in there. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.